Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hi, hello, and I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for climbing aboard today. I appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast all over the place, including the WDBO app. You can find it there in Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. And check me out on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Outside of O-Town, make sure you stream us there in the WDBO app. Well, today is a big day. Primary day 2022. Big primaries today here in the state of Florida, along with the state of New York. Let's focus on the Sunshine State, though. Early voting numbers were down in most parts of the state. That includes all of Central Florida. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there are not a whole lot of marquee races that voters can really sink their teeth into. But as we learned over the last year plus, with some of these wacko school board members, Members across the country having the gall to persecute and attempt to punish parents for getting involved in their kids' curriculum. All politics is local. We have a number of races that we're going to highlight today. One of them is the governor's race. Governor Ron DeSantis here in Florida running unopposed on the Republican side. He will square off in November against either former Governor Charlie Crist or Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed, who is currently Florida's only statewide elected Democrat. So today here on the podcast, I chat with Aubrey Jewett about the primary. Aubrey is a longtime University of Central Florida political science professor. Here's that chat now. Aubrey, I don't know if today is your Super Bowl. It's probably it's probably kind of like your wild card playoffs, if you will. But let's start off with the governor's <laughs> race. Ron DeSantis running unopposed. And on the Democrat side, we have former Governor Charlie Chris going up against Nikki Free, the ag commissioner. I know there was that UNF poll that came out last week that said that Freed had pulled ahead of Charlie Chris. What do you make of this race right now, Aubrey? Well, I would say it's a toss up. Mm. You know, we don't really know. Primary polls are notoriously unreliable, even more so than, than regular general election polls, because it's hard to figure out who's actually going to turn out and vote. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the conventional wisdom has been that Charlie Chris has had a lead. You know, he was more well-known. He, he, he served as governor, et cetera. And he also got some uh, fairly high-profile endorsements from leading Democrats. But, you know, Nikki Fleet has hung in there. And so I would not be uh, shocked at all if, if she, you know, won that Democratic primary. Hmm. Interesting. Meanwhile, the governor, Governor DeSantis, running unopposed here, Aubrey, and you look at the amount of money that Ron DeSantis is raising I don't know if any governor in the history of this country has raised as much as he has. You can check me on that if you will. I think it was over $165 million at last check. So whoever wins on the Democrat side here today 
has a long road ahead, I would think, because of the governor's popularity and because of that war chest that I just mentioned. Oh, yes, most definitely. You know, just sort of a neutral political handicapping looking ahead, regardless of whether it is Freed or Chris and, and Democrats are trying to choose, you know, the one they think has the best chance to beat DeSantis. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Democrats. Certainly DeSantis goes into the uh, general election season as the favorite. As you point out, he's just raised a ton of money. I, I think it is a record as well. I haven't I haven't verified that 100 percent, but still got like $130 million on hand that he hasn't even spent. Uh, you know, it's just incredible amounts of money. As you pointed out, his popularity, according to a number of polls, is a little over 50 percent. And when you're an incumbent, if you're over 50 percent, that usually means you're in the good zone. Incumbents frequently get reelected. And then, of course, the election cycle. We know like 22 out of the last 25 uh, midterm election, something like that, the uh, president's party has lost seats. And so Joe Biden is a Democrat, and he's not very popular. So that also bodes well for DeSantis. Yeah, 42% approval rate in the latest NBC News poll for President Biden. Meanwhile, another Democrat, Val Demings, she's not unopposed in her race for the U.S. Senate seat here in Florida, but she appears well on her way to a showdown with Marco Rubio for that Senate seat here in November. Don't you think, Aubrey? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I I think almost everyone expects that she will— be taking on Rubio. And at least at the beginning here of the of the general election cycle, right with a couple months to go, it's looking surprisingly competitive. She's actually outraised Rubio the last time I checked a, a week or so ago in money. And that's very unusual for a, for a challenger to outraise a sitting incumbent U.S. senator because they have a, you know, a lot of opportunities to raise money, uh, the interest groups and PACs and whatnot that are usually happy to give. So, you know, that's a sign that it's going to be competitive. You know, and a number of these uh, pre-election polls have also suggested that it's going to be competitive. Mm, What about District 7? It's a district that extends now from Seminole County all the way to the Atlantic coast. It now leans Republican after redistricting. On the Republican side, you have State Rep Anthony Sabatini and Corey Mills. They're among the Republican candidates. That is a very hotly contested race so far, Aubrey bunch of uh, television, radio ads and those campaigns. Give us your take on that race. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, since that district was was changed, probably, you know, gerrymanders probably an accurate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, word because they uh, intentionally took away some of the Orange County side and then uh, added the Volusia side to make it more Republican. So, you know, Democrats might have a chance, but it, it looks like this Republican primary will decide who is going to be the next congressional rep from this area. And I I live in this district, actually, District 7. And, yeah, you know, you do have um, several, I think, eight Republicans. Three or four seem to be running in in the same lane, meaning, um, you know, they they all seem to be um, affiliated with Trump in some way or another, not that he's um, necessarily formally endorsed them, but they sort of all back his agenda. And Sabatini, probably one of the the better known going into this primary because he served in the state uh, legislature and he's been great at making headlines, <laughs> criticizing even fellow Republicans up there quite often. Uh, Brady Duke has raised the most money, again, the last I saw of all the candidates that are in there. Um, you do have one or two more establishment Republicans. Uh, Rusty Roberts, who used to be um, work, work for John Micah, he's a conservative guy, but he would sort of be in the Micah mold of pushing transportation and some of these other uh, issues. And then Ted Edwards, who used to, of course, be 
uh, Orange County commissioner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in there as well. So, yeah, I have no idea who's going to win because when you have that many people spending that much money and so many people who are uh, sort of saying the same things ideologically, it's hard to know what Republican voters are going to do in this in this district. Yeah, turnout will definitely be a key. One more race here. Uh, I referred to District 10 as the land of misfit toys, but nonetheless, it's Val Deming's open spot there in Congress. You have people like convicted felon Corinne Brown. You have Alan Save Our Schools Grayson. Uh, you you have others in this race. State Senator Randall Bracey is in this race. How, how do you see this playing a lot? A lot of, uh, a lot of folks uh, vying for that District 10 seat there. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just like a district seven, you know, will probably go re- Republican or at least the odds are mm-hmm. in this uh, district 10 race, you know, the odds are that it will go Democrat. So whoever wins his primary most likely, you know, will go on to serve in Congress. And it is not quite as African-American as it used to be, not quite as high as a black percentage, but it does have a number of black candidates running. And um, there is some thought that maybe these black candidates will split the vote so much that a, a candidate like Alan Grayson, who has at least some name recognition and a lot of progressives who used to just love him, you know, maybe he ekes it out. But uh, Maxwell Frost in this one, I think, has raised the most money. He's a young guy, just 25, just just barely uh, uh, makes the cutoff age to serve in Congress, in fact. And uh, he, he's also quite progressive and um yeah, you mentioned uh, State Senator Randolph Bracey, who's been around and serving this community for, for many years as well. So once again, not sure who's going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really even have a, an educated guess mm-hmm. uh, as to which of these candidates is going to win. Thanks to UCF political science professor Aubrey Jewett for the chat here on the Inez Says podcast. Happy primary day. Get out there and vote. Meantime, you can check me out on the radio each and every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.